MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. All right, so we're here to recap Xbox E3 presser for 2017. We just got out of the live stream, watched everything, and we want to hit some of the main topics, talk about the the big the big thing, which is Xbox Scorpio gets its real name, yeah. Xbox One X. Welcome to the GameZilla Xbox X show. That's what I'm going to call it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Figures you'd, figures you'd like that. Yeah. Or we could just call it Xbox E3 2017. Probably work better on SEO and Google and you know the internet, which it is like where people listen stuff. to yeah. us. Jazzy, I like your flash. I like the appeal you were trying to bring to the table. The problem is your flash never gives us results, so we don't want to care about it. <laughs> That's the best thing I, try I do to, for this team. I try to get us no numbers, results. downloads, and sponsorships, and you just get us nothing. So, Cool sounding name. That's it. All right, that's all I'm going for. Well, Deadeye, you took notes, so let's uh, let's just start with the the big system here. We we wanted to know the name. It is the Xbox One X. We wanted to see the system, and it's the smallest Xbox ever made. Tiny. It is smaller than the S, and when they showed an image of the controller sitting on top of it, you realized it's like maybe half the size of the S. I'm going to go with maybe like 60%, a little bit bigger, but but still, it is tiny. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, to the point where, like, I don't think you could set two controllers on top of the unit because one would just fall off. Yeah, I I was really put back because when the PS4 Pro came out, it was bigger than the PS4, you know? And so I, I just assumed that's what we were going to get. We were going to get a, a more powerful system, but it was going to be bigger. So the fact that they... That they design this thing in such a small footprint is very very impressive and then uh we wanted the price point right and this is where the make or break for for them on this system we came in and wanted a 400 dollars price tag we didn't get it we are sitting at a 499.99 a 500 price tag with a release date of november 7th this year so not terrible. Five hundred is tough. I think you know when you're when you're, when you're looking at it, it is a more powerful system than the PS4 Pro, but it's a hundred dollar difference at this point. So that is going to be difficult when you could buy an Xbox One S today this week for for two hundred fifty bucks. Right. So half. Now there's a, a quite a big difference as far as performance between those two boxes, but it is still five hundred bucks. That's you know it's a lot. I think the uh, teardown specs, based off of what they gave us a couple months back, we there was a couple companies that did teardowns and tried to build a PC that was comparable, and the PC came out to about eight eight hundred some dollars. So again, you're still looking at a, you know, for the specs, an affordable device. Correct. Now, question: Is the S 
4K, right? You can play games in 4K? No. Okay. It's okay. just it's the 4K Blu-ray. Oh, 4K, okay. yeah, Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray. And it it has some weird 4K options with certain games, but it's not true 4K. Yeah, it's like so. it's like an up conversion. Yeah, it's weird. And it only works like on certain games. So. Okay, because I was just wondering, like, that's kind of defeating getting the S on the Xbox One if they're both playing 4K games. No, yeah, no. That's what I was wondering. You also have the huge difference in the GPU itself, so. Yeah, but normal everyday people are not going to look for the GPU. They're going to say that for, it can play 4K, the S can play 4K, and the X can play 4K. So why, yeah. what am I getting both for? Right. No, I mean, I understand from the from the outside of the box if I'm staring yeah. at it in a Walmart, but, I mean, the, the whole point here is they're, they're two completely different devices. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and, and the X is not built for, the X, they're not building the X to sell 30 million of them. Just like PS4 Pro was not built to sell yeah, 60 true. million of them. Right. It, it is their premium system. It's for the hardcore gamer. It's for the Xbox fan. It's for those people that they know what they're getting into. They want the best of the best. Otherwise, you're just going to, you know, if your mom and you're buying a kid an Xbox and he wants an X, so you, you might go in and buy just, a, I just need an Xbox. Right. Right. So. Because if you look at it, that additional $250 is the difference of buying like eight full price titles. To put on the system. Mm-hmm. So for someone yeah. who is maybe a kid or just a casual entry level gamer who doesn't need the you know ultra high spec rig, it doesn't make sense. Which is fine. That's this system's marketed at someone who is more in the hardcore realm yeah. or financially versed to have the setup to support right. it. The enthusiast. Yeah. So before we get into uh, some list of games here that we wanted to talk about, I will let's just let's just go around the room and discuss one thing. I currently own two Xbox Ones, and both of them are on the way out the door because I just have not been using them. Uh, so I, fe- I didn't feel a reason to have one. And I said the presentation of Scorpio was going to be that decision if I jump back in, which I thought would have been October, turns out it's November, right? So if I jump back into this Microsoft platform, I'll jump in with the Scorpio. After today's presentation... I am more interested in jumping back in on the Xbox platform because we got a lot of games with dates before the Scorpio comes out. And that's what—that's actually what surprised me, was seeing games with August and September dates and October, um, you know. Yeah, pre-release of the Xbox X. Yeah. Which, again, all these games will play on both platforms. So just as, as they, their slogan through this whole thing was, everything will play better. On the Xbox One X, so, and I think Xbox ho- must have watched Sony and their horrific PS4 Pro announce- uh, presentation. Yeah, because I felt like they did such a better job at basically saying, "Here's this system; it's more powerful," and they just kept it simple. They go, "If you play it here, it's going to be better. If you don't have a 4K TV, don't worry. We did this; it's going to be better." They didn't try to like. Over yeah, push make, make it up some conf- huge story and confuse yeah. you, um, and you know, and for the people there, they built a beautiful 4K monitor, gigantic monitor on stage, so they were seeing actual performance, you know, uh, right there on the spot. So uh, yeah. overall, the system, I'm impressed, and the presentation of E of, at E3 for Microsoft, it gets a it gets a solid. I would give it an A minus. I was gonna, gonna say B, I was gonna say B plus. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect show. It had a lull. There was a couple of games that 
maybe I was excited for that by the end I wasn't anymore. And uh, you know, so it doesn't it, A minus is where I'd put it. I was I was I was pretty impressed. What about what about you guys? Is this a system that you would be and I know that I, you don't buy systems all the time. So I'm take cheap. this take this in a just a, a you know a concept, yeah. okay? If you had an extra 500 bucks and you could spend it on anything, would is this system something now that tempts you because of what we saw today? I'm still saying no. Okay. There wasn't in my opinion anything that was put on the table today that would make me think Man, I really need an Xbox X. I really need a, to get into the Microsoft platform. Now, with that being said, if I if I didn't have a PS4, if it was just I'm buying a system for the first time, I might look at the Xbox One X. You know, because of the specs, because of the features, because of the you know uh, 4K, you know, Blu-ray. There there are some things about it, but at least for me, as someone who already has several avenues to play video games, I wasn't even close to. All right, so follow-up question. Yeah. I don't want you to save up money. You have $500. You have to spend on video game stuff. On a video game system. Mm. (laughs) I mean. So you could buy. I'd buy it over a PS4 Pro. Okay, because you have a PS4. I have a PS4, so I would, yeah, I would then take the money and like, well. Now you could buy a second Switch for your wife so you don't get yours taken all the time. That's a good idea. So there's, like I'm saying, you could still go in other directions. You could could say, I want to start building a tower for all I care. But I I, I would, if I had $500 and you said you have to buy something video game related outside of me trying to find a deal in an arcade cabinet or something, yeah, I would would go ahead and buy it to get into the platform if I just had the spare cash. And at least be in the running. I would certainly... Do that before I'd buy a second PlayStation. Okay. Jazzy, you're up. Oh, man. <laughs> now, here's, now, you're somebody that has an Xbox One. It's in a box, and it's getting ready to be sold. Right. So now now we um, we go here. We, we watch this presentation. Thoughts? I, I enjoy the presentation. I think that the system is worth it if you're an Xbox fan. I primarily play PlayStation, and that's where all my friends play. And I've already upgraded my 4, I actually still have my 4, and my 4 Pro. So I've already upgraded my PlayStation 4 to the Pro. Um, I don't think this is something that I'm going to get unless specific games or something's pulling me there still. So there was a lot of pretty games that I did see um, that, I, that I honestly wouldn't think about playing before I seen it with the Xbox X capabilities. So like Forza. Just not a racing guy, but that game looks so pretty. I'm like, man, I might want to give this a whirl because it just looks super cool and realistic. Um, however, if they did throw a huge bomb in and, like, say Anthem was Xbox exclusive, then I would get oh, this yeah. system. I think we don't yeah, say but... my whole My whole story changes when you tell me Anthem is exclusive to the Xbox One X. I'd be like, well, I need, a hundred and, I need $560 now. I'm going to start selling my blood plasma to get it. That, we'll talk about that more later, but yeah. that game looks incredible. Unbelievable. So, so, yeah, right, I just um, don't think the exclusivity is there for me yet. Yep. Especially since I have a pro. Okay, swing your mic over to uh, yeah. There we go. We got uh, gangster ass Rick in the house. What up? Um, you are a current Xbox One owner. You I you do don't have Xbox. the intentions of getting rid of it, and you do use it occasionally. So sitting Johnny here yesterday. Yeah, sitting here watching the the Xbox presentation. What what's your take on it? Well, how do you feel? Is is the Scorpio in your future? Sorry, the I- Xbox One X. 
man, it's hard to not call it the Scorpio. It, it though, is. Isn't I've, been, it? I've been calling it. We did the long. same thing with the Switch when it was announced yeah. instead of NX. Yep. Um, I mean, I I don't think I don't think I'm going to get one right away, uh, strictly because of the money. Um, I think my first purchase will be the discounted PlayStation Pro when they do inevitably discount it. I mean, maybe next year, Black Friday, I might drop the money on a Xbox X, but right away, as long as I can play all the games that are coming out on my ass, I'm good, yep. I think. That's yep. my honest opinion. And, you're, and you haven't uh, upgraded your PS4 yet, either. No, I don't yeah. have a Pro. All right, and then uh, let's, let's bring it around to our last member of the panel today, and that is Cable2KX. What up, dope? Uh, a one-time Xbox owner, currently not a Microsoft platform player. What did you, what did you think of the presentation and the, and the Xbox X uh, overall? Overall, one of the best presentations they put together in the last couple of E3s. Um, far as the Xbox X, if I if my friends would have switched, switched over to Xbox X, yeah, I would get it. Um, I'm kind of following where Deadite and Jazzy and them mind state is where it's right now there's nothing for me that makes me want to jump to it or get it because it's there's no games there right now. There's just no games that, that actually interest me besides Ori, the new Ori. That just looks amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another another thing we'll get into. Another thing we'll get into. But, but that's, that's everywhere. Um, but, yeah, right now there's nothing there that makes me want to actually dive into this world right now. Um, but, yeah, it's to ask like, the same question, if you have $500, I will probably right now, just because where my friends are, they are on PlayStation, I will upgrade to a pro and then probably invest into a, a computer just so I can get start building up so I can play some of those Xbox games that I won't be – getting because i'm not getting the xbox yeah i think the biggest thing here is that we all own ps4 we all we all own uh laptops that are very capable or gaming rigs that are very capable of playing most of our you know our games online which means you know we all we need to do is take a controller like an xbox controller plug it into our computer and then we can play xbox games so the play anywhere concept of of microsoft is kind of in certain ways hurts it because we look at it in the sense that we could play on a computer gears of war and gears of war i could play with my friends that are on the xbox so i don't even have to worry about the fact that my friends are on xbox i could still play with them so yeah and, and that's not every game but i mean just using that one as an example because it does work that way and so i don't know it, it's tough but again this presentation was good and we and, and we're going to get into the games now as to why i think Xbox surprised us with a variety. We it wasn't a typical Xbox where it was like here's EA they're going to talk about Madden. Here's here's Activision they're going to talk about Battlefield. And, and it was just like it was instead it was like, "Oh, um or did I get that backwards? Activision is Call of Duty, right?" Yeah, that was yeah, Activision Call is Call of Duty still. And so like instead we got some more unique a unique view on games. Dad, let's let's go ahead and go down the list of the notes that you took as far as in, what you thought was impactful. Yeah, so I kind of jotted down a lot of the stuff until they were shooting them real fast. Um, so let's start off with the game that they decided. <laughs> let's counterpoint. Remember the Switch presentation? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, unfortunately we haven't uh, had our brains wiped by <laughs> yeah. our men in black neuralizer yet. What did they lead off the pre- Switch presentation with? Like one, two, Switch, and arms. That's how you want to tell us about this system. Yeah. Smart. 
I bought I bought one, so it no. must have worked. No, my, my, you haven't bought either of those games, though. <laughs> no. Microsoft actually let off with something that highlights a great feature of their system. They let off with Forza 7. Uh-huh. Yep. Breathtakingly beautiful. They yeah. showed it to us on the X, and I jotted down a couple things that I liked about it, but let me hear your takes. I mean, first, first and foremost, just the visuals were were stunning, and and you you expect that from a Forza game. So I, I was blown away that it looked as good as it did. The second, we saw a glimpse of a racer slash car. We knew what it was. It was Forza, and I guess the only thing I could think of is the the dynamic, the dynamic weather, the dynamic effects is what really started to impress me with, you know, just. It was beautiful, even even in the middle of a storm. And the, in the middle of a storm, when you're racing, and I'm wa- I'm not I'm not racing. I don't have a controller in my hand, but I'm watching this, and I'm stressing out because I'm like, you're too close to that car. You're too close. It's wet outside. You're gonna slide. You're, everybody's gonna hit. You're all gonna die. Like <laughs> I just was. I was in it, right? I was in it, and that that's that's a key for a racer. Is the second that you can build that tension and you can build that suspense, then you've done something right when it comes to a racer. Mine's the same, but on top of that, they've taken this step further and they've put these dynamic weather, you know, situations into the game and then made it like real weather. So you could start off a race where it's kind of drizzling outside and it turns into a thunderstorm and then the puddles on the road get bigger as the rain falls harder. Like things like that just really impressed me with this game. Yeah. Plus the realistic like movements and shaking and rattling Uh of the car like if you've ever been in a car that's gone this fast and i have like everything shakes like your dashboard starts to shake and the mirrors start to shake because of just the sheer force of like (laughs) pressure and wind and everything on the car so when you're driving and they show you everything rattling and the the quick movements of the steering wheels like actual race car drivers do it, it was just awesome the last shot of the tr- of the presentation there for for Forza, the purple like sky from the sunset was maybe the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in any video game ever. <laughs> I was I was like like wide eyed like I want to be there, and that's that's key to th- the games that they're showing off with these worlds they're creating on the the One X. Is thinking to myself, I want to be there. I want to experience that. So I I thought they did a good job leading off with such a a game that showed off the high fidelity that the X had to offer. Can we call it X-Bone X now? Yeah, I like X-Bone X. I mean, everybody calls it X-Bone, so now it's X-Bone X. It's kind of like it's kind of like Five Mile Rick. It's five. It's X Five Mile Rick X. So X-Bone X. That was a premonition. They're, they're jacking my name. <laughs> he knew. It's better than Nintendo blowing it, not taking my name with the homeboy. Uh, Rick, let's the just... homeboy was an excellent name. I, I gotta give you credit. Thank you, <laughs> Rick. Let's be honest. They stole it from you because you're the only one that plays Xbox anymore, and they're like, we gotta keep him happy. This guy keeps getting on our system. Let's just <laughs> name it after yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, IP that it seems to have come back after being dormant for a while. Metro is back with Metro Exodus. Yeah, so Metro Exodus, we we got to see a world premiere of, and visually, again, beautiful, right? Showing off on the Xbox, X-Bone X, and uh, we, first thing I noticed was just the, when when you, you know, he's walking through what looks like a subway, finds finds a dead body, finds some extra shells, loads it into his gun, I'm like, all right, this looks really good. 
but then the you know the first attack right and just this the, again it was the suspense it was the it was the tension that built where this what looked like a giant rat just like attacks him is biting on his arm and he's just punching it off of his arm to get to so get his gun out and shoot it and then it turns into a chase scene and from there on I was just like wow this felt like a slower doom yeah you know but the but the it, it was good. It, looked, it felt good. I have never played a metro, a metro game, and this this interested me. I was like, okay, I, I would consider checking this out. Yeah, I just want to correct you. Like when he went to get those shells, he made an attachment. He just switched a part in his gun because metro, they're like the world is destroyed, so they build guns out of whatever they can find. Yeah. So he made his clip larger by adding a whole new attachment that he found in the in the wild. Yeah. So yeah, because his gun was modular looked like he yeah. was able to basically just like pop a thing and then all of a sudden it was like cool this clip fits now. It was it was it was cool. I, I was I yeah. was all on board and it was beautiful. I like the realistic effects of not just using a gun to shoot things. Like he was doing a lot of like Oh man, it's up close now. Pull a knife out and start stabbing it, and you know, punch it off of you. And I'm climbing up a ladder, and it went to grab my leg, so I kick it down. Like it's not just your typical, you know, point click and shoot and kill the thing. It's got a lot of like realistic elements to where, like, I feel if I was in that situation, you would be in a panic. And what are you gonna do? Try to defend yourself by kicking, punching, whatever you can yeah. do. So it added a lot of those elements to the game as well. Yeah, felt good. Yeah, shout out to the mole bear. What was that? Yeah, it was like a mole yeah. bear. Yeah. It was like a werewolf mole bear thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was pooping a little bit. It was scary. If you missed any of these, if you missed a stream, by the way, we'll be we'll be posting a lot of these trailers on our social media, Motor City Gaming on Facebook. So you'll be able to watch them all from the page. I kind of felt bad for him, too, though. Like, when he came out and he was attacking that guy, I was like, oh, man, that thing's, like, rabid, and I'm scared as hell. But then when it's, like, falling, and it's, like, trying to, like, climb back up the cliff and save its life, I'm like, oh, no, buddy. I'm, like, yelling at the guy. I'm like, he's, like, he clips onto, like, a like a, like a fucking what, zip, zip, line. zip line. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, you go back and you help that bitch before you leave. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. Wait, did he have like shotgun arrows or shotgun? No, bolts? it was a different gun. Oh, 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 yeah, because yeah. his 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 little like crossbow. Yeah, was just arrows, and then all of a sudden the arrows started to explode. <laughs> so I think um, it was like detonation bolts. I yeah. think they were different bolts. Yeah, he was able to swap out different bolts. So. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay, next up, the third game they showed was uh, one of the biggest of the show and uh, drew a lot of excitement from the room. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Origins. The Return of Assassin's Creed. All I can say is, with Assassin's Creed, I have uh, I have moved on from Assassin's Creed. I, I played pff, Assassin's Creed three, I think, but I skipped Black Flag. I skipped Unity. I skipped uh, I skipped Syndicate. I skipped all, all of those. And Syndicate it did a good job of trying to bring bring it back around. But I but this trailer. It, it's brought it's got me it's brought me back in. Now tell tell us about the setting. So we're we're in Egypt, we're in ancient Egypt, and basically corruption, everything like that's going on. So they're talking about this this one, the last of his kind, and I forgot the word they use, but magi, magi, yeah, last, and, and basically it is the start of the Brotherhood of Assassins. So it's the start of Assassins Creed as far as you know what the Brotherhood is and all the stuff. This is where it originated and this is the person that got it rolling. So, 
you know, we got to watch a lot of cool gameplay and the setting and just the the mechanics and everything seems to kind of be back to like what I liked out of Assassin's Creed before they started to try to like shove in multiplayer and fit in, you know, uh, um, what tower defense <laughs> like mini games and all sorts of stuff that they fit into these over the years. So this just it really looked good. I loved the mechanic of the hawk being able to throw your this bird that you've entrusted or the trust you now throw it into the air and it basically can you can fly, control it, fly around and like scope out things and target things before you you take on a task. So I thought that was a cool mechanic that they added. Um, yeah, it looks it looks really cool and and we got a release date on it, didn't we? Um I don't remember. Didn't didn't have that in my notes. I think I we did. I think it was this year. I was think it? it's this. Oh, it's hundred. Oh, I think it's October. October, yeah. October, yeah. But I, yeah, I'll I'll double check while Jazzy gives us his thoughts. Um, when I first made my trip back to Council, I one of the first games I played was Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and it was just like too advanced to the point where it's like I stopped playing NHL like hockey games on Council because it's like. It used to be you know hit these two buttons and you deke and you take a you know a shot and now it's like you have to hold down the left trigger and then you know wiggle the d-pad around in a half circle and then hit x and square and then you can do this move but if you do square and x then it's a different and it, it was just too much going on and it it pushed me away from the nhl games because it just got too hard to control to to do s- cool things basically so I felt the same way with Assassin's Creed Black Flag when I got back into console. It was just too much going on. Like, I couldn't control the guy the way I wanted to because it was just too complicated for me to grasp, be it that I was <laughs> newly back into consoles from my from my break that I had of them or if it was just that difficult of a game. But this game looked pretty straightforward. I liked how it had the abilities to... Uh, you see that when he goes into the tall grass, he kind of has that stealth you know, shield to him where people aren't going to be able to detect you as easy. And then obviously the, the hawk like drone <laughs> type ability, like uh ghost recon wildlands where you can drone in and scope out like the whole area before you go in and make your attack kind of the same way with the, uh, the hawk. So a lot of cool features that I think could bring me back to the franchise. Yeah. It was October 27th. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was October so. something. Okay, something I don't think we need to dive super deep into, but let's talk about uh, PUBG. Player Unknown's <laughs> Battleground is coming as a uh, Microsoft timed exclusive. We so we uh, we knew that this was in the works. We knew we had, we had heard that PUBG was working on coming to Xbox, and we made the joke that so uh, so the other games have been trying to come to Xbox, and you know we'll see it. Uh, in a couple of years, so to, to, for them to announce the creator to take the stage, I instantly was like, "Oh wow, we're getting this a lot a lot sooner than we expected." This I, I did not think we were going to get this this year, let alone next year early. So uh, yeah, it, it's coming to Xbox this year, and it, you know, if you haven't played PUBG on Steam, it's great. And the fact that you're going to be able to play on a console, have con- have proper controller compatibility, and just I, I'm I'm pumped. I, that it is something that I think will be great for Xbox. As uh, far as the timed exclusive, we're we're not sure exactly how long. We know 2018 PS4 is supposed to get it, but do, does what does that mean? Does it mean end of 2018, early? Is this a, is this a you know a six to eight month exclusive, or is it a full year? Either way. 
good job on Xbox. This is it's a it's a good exclusive for them. I think it'll uh, it'll help them a lot. Yeah, because they currently don't have too many shooters left on their system right now, besides Halo, and this would be and a great, Gears. Oh, and Gears. Yeah, sorry, but this Call is of some, Duty and Destiny Two and Battlefront. This is something exclusive to them right now. This would be something more to get. Can them I ask what exclusive shooter Sony has? They don't have any. Huh. They're not shooters first. They're more of action adventure first. That's why I, we have Naughty Gods. I guess. I guess my whole. You can bring up Naughty Dog all you want. I guess my whole point is when you say it, it it's just it's a good exclusive. Period. That's what I'm saying. I'm not making any. Ex- yeah, but when you say shooters, I mean like nobody really has exclusive shooter. I mean Steam does right now, but not for long, right? Like True. there, there's not really such thing as exclusive shooter. They're generally multi-platform. So. To, to grab this like this is uh, it's a good move for them. When you get people that are going to want early adopters, because people are dying to play this game, that that's won't huge. Play for a PC. It is that huge. That is huge. It is very so big. Yeah. On, at the end of the day, Blue Hole made a great decision in pulling this game over the console because it's just going to give it more reach than it already has. It's already one of the top played games on Twitch. You know. Every day, it's probably top three games played on Twitch and being streamed, and it's just a Steam PC exclusive right now. So imagine if you're throwing that over to the Xbox or onto the Sony PlayStation. It's just going to get bigger, so this is a great move by them. As far as timed exclusives, I'm glad uh, Microsoft is picking this up and and getting the first go at it. I think it's a a huge boost to them, and it's going to be great for their fans. But Mm -hmm. bringing it across both consoles is just going to be huge for this game. Bottom line for Microsoft, and we can move on, is that this is, is, as crazy as it's going to sound, this is a system seller. It is. This is a system seller for sure. Okay, moving on to the next game that I think looks uh, needs a little merit to be talked about, State of Decay 2. It's It's an exclusive. It is another exclusive for the Xbox, and I um, I wasn't a fan of State of Decay, the original, which was also an exclusive. I I tried it. I didn't get it. Uh, there are several fans, but the one I'll pick out is, is uh, Button Masher Caleb was someone that really enjoyed that game you know, um, and, and explained it more to me. And this second one looks like such a huge growth, such a huge step in the right direction that now i'm i'm more on board this this looks really fun the concept of being able to like just go around in this open world and pick what you want to build as your base and then for like and and turn it into your home uh it seems really cool the multiplayer aspect is 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 going to be a lot of fun it it looks again like a, a you know another solid title for xbox yeah, I love the whole survivability aspect. I'm a big fan of stuff that they put into games like this. So I know it wasn't a huge uh, sell, sell point for Fallout 4, but I can't tell you the amount of time I, I spent like setting up my little like home base in Fallout 4 and you know making sure that there was fences and walls up and the turrets were in place and f- you know for what nothing because nobody really attacked it you know <laughs> it was just fun for me to build it so you know seeing something like that in this game is is super exciting to me and it, it might be silly because you know some games have these aspects in them and they don't do anything and i just like the building aspect of it so yeah Something that uh, we'll just breeze over real quick because it is more news-based than announcement. Uh, well, then a new announcement, I guess I should say, is uh, Minecraft is going to support cross-platform across all platforms. They showed a Switch, they showed a PC, and that even includes mobile. Yeah, so uh, real quick, I mean, the big thing here is we had heard the rumble of Microsoft saying, hey, 
we'll, we'll cross play with anybody, right? It was, it was that idea that uh, PS4 players should be able to play with Xbox players. And, you know, the only thing that's holding it up is Sony, right? And, and things like that. So here is the first fruit of, their la- of the labor here of, of this push that they've made. And they've now taken Minecraft and basically made it wide open play with anyone, design, build with anybody, and, and have fun. And that's, I mean, that's what Minecraft's all about. So I think it's, uh, it's really cool, and hopefully it sparks other games to follow. Like we, we've discussed, Rocket League would be, would be a perfect one that could be played, you know, across everything. So, Yeah, I just think that the, the <laughs> having it be the consoles and the PC was one thing, or it's like, oh, that'd be cool, but then they, they even pushed it further, and you can actually cross-play on mobile and VR as yep. well, which is super cool. Yeah, and they're adding custom servers from all these like huge Twitch streamers and yeah, yeah, YouTube so streamers. All that's, the that's cu- huge. yeah, all the custom stuff that's been built in these private stuff will be allowed to be uh, publicly uploaded. So that's cool. Now we've gone to a point in my list where I wrote down a bunch of names for video games that I can't remember what they were because we just learned about 42 video games. <laughs> right. So so I'm going to run a few of these down. If you guys remember what they were and want to talk about it, great. Okay. So next is up. Next up is? Uh, the Darwin Project. It's a council. It's a timed exclusive. So Next nope. next one. All right. Uh, Deep Rock, which was sort of that polygonal uh, first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. That one was, that was interesting. I, at first, I thought it was a racer. Like, it was two teams trying to mine further yeah. down, like – but it's interesting because it looks your loadout seems to be like you have like that the the warrior, then you have like the miner, and then a, like it, it seemed like you had to build a squad, and some people wouldn't maybe be able to defend themselves well. So you had you had the people that would have guns versus these drills. It looked cool. It kind of reminded me of Team Fortress style cell shading, and uh, when but then they eventually hit this pocket where all these crazy spiders come out of it, and it turns into like a horde mode. So it it looked fun. I, you know, I don't know anything about it. It looked pretty cool though. It made me think of like a Minecraft meets almost Battleborn type ordeal, where you kind of have like these little horde like areas. Or it's like, oh, you came across this pocket, now you got to kill all these things, but you're really out to try to find resources. Yeah, I guess the bottom line is I don't know, right, like we're gathering resources, but you don't really know the overall reason why you're doing anything. Yeah, right? they, they right. just showed a couple minutes yeah. of it off. So that's so. that's what I would like to know more about. Okay, uh, a console exclusive that I don't remember, uh, Black Desert. This is one I'm excited for. Okay, this was the was. MMORPG they yes, showed okay. that had really cool, ba- the battling... Yeah. The battle mechanics looked fast and, and fun. The creatures that they were fighting were were all really cool from, from giant like swamp thing looking tree guys to to giant spider or uh, snakes and spiders and stuff. It uh it looked really cool. I know nothing about this game other than what we saw today and I am intrigued. It it, it would be an MMORPG that I would be I would look to, to try out on the Xbox. It's funny that they showed this because the dude Summit uh, 1G that streams, he's playing this now, and it actually had me wanting to play the game. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. The cool thing about the bat, the battle mechanics that that really popped out to me most, um, being such a big WoW player in the past, is WoW had this like crossbreed, so you could like play a hunter, but you still had like a close range weapon. So if anything came close to you, you'd pull out your dagger, your sword, or your pole arm, and you would fight with that at a, a weakened state because obviously you're a ranged character. 
this one, it almost seemed like whatever your class was, that's the type of attacks you did. So, like, you see the archer kind of, like, shooting some arrows into this creature, and then when he got close enough, she would do some sort of, like, tuck or roll out and then continue to shoot. Keep that so range. it was like, yep. you know, they kind of stuck to, like, their class specialty versus just yeah. changing it up too Plus much. Plus, the, the power-ups looked pretty cool. There were some really cool power-ups, so. Uh, another exclusive, The Last Night. This is the one where the people didn't have faces, right? Oh yes, yes. Is that yes. what that was? Where they looked like they were on adventure. There were there were monsters. It, it looked like it had a really cool art style. But... Yeah, uh, and they were looking for the light. Yes. Yeah. Um, this game looks really cool. It it it, it kind of I don't know it gives me a rhyme or Last Guardian feel in a way. But uh, art style was was beautiful, and really the trailer won me over at the end when the giant like giant just character i don't even know what it was just like kind of stood up it looked like they finally found the light or something and they're running towards it and all of a sudden this is gigantic colossal person kind of gets in their way and they start a battle up and it just yeah. it ends like that but it, it was uh it was interesting it looked cool i mean again i was really happy with microsoft kind of going away from their their norm and having some more artsy feeling games some more indie feeling stuff that i think um right now is is hotter than ever so i think it's a smart move for them yeah for me it was interesting just because in the beginning i was like man this just looks silly like it it almost looks like an underdeveloped game and then towards the end of the trailer it almost built into like oh now i now i want to know more so i don't know if that was intentional or if that was just the way that i perceived it but if it was intentional, kudos to the developer to create a teaser trailer that almost looked like it was kind of an underdeveloped game that just kind of grew into this game that made you want to know more. Yep. So I don't know if I miswrote this, but was there a game called Artful Escape? Yes, Artful Escape. Artful Escape. Okay. Yeah, Artful that? Escape was the uh, was the weird um, guitar game. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I watched that and I was like. This looks like a mess. I want nothing to do. Yeah, with we it. have no. I I have. I can't tell you what the gameplay is on this. All I can tell you is that the music was cool. Yeah, absolutely. And the visuals were like you were on acid. Yeah. That's yeah. Bas- That's basically what I got out of it. It, it's artsy. Again, they're going. They're going. They were going with that style, and it, it was unique. But this one was a little far out there. Where the at least the trailer didn't explain anything as to what. I was what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, it seemed I don't know. It seemed like a waste of time yeah. showing that. At first, yeah. I was like, "This is really stupid," and I don't know why they even showed this. But then I remembered that I play Electric Superjoy, and I was like, "Okay, wait, this this might have a home for me." So, yep, Code Vein. So Code Vein, yeah, that's that was also the uh, that was the Square Enix, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, and. Uh, we had heard about this game. Uh, we had heard the the name got released and a slight concept, but we hadn't seen anything about it. And this was this. So this game, we, we right away we kind of watched this guy look like he has cybernetic or or almost slightly organic like something on his face, and it turns into a mask, and his eyes start glowing red, and and he's got these crazy claw hands, and just you know starts attacking, and then he starts cutting over to all these other characters, and they and they all have seems to be some cool power. We don't know what the power is connected to, but from what we were told when Code Vein initially got uh, announced, it's all about vampires. So cool. yeah, it sounds really cool, and this these first visuals that we got here were 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 neat and i think for a new ip it's uh it's a promising promising looking game 
That's all I can really say. Anytime you had vampires or something, you got my attention. Yeah. I just kept thinking Star-Lord because all, like, every one of them had, like, these almost, like, kind of, like, yeah. pieces, like, almost yeah. attached to, like, their side of their, their chins and down their face. And then it was like they hit a button and, like, the mask would come over, right. kind of like Star-Lord's does in Guardians of the Galaxy. So it intrigues me to, like, wonder why they have to have that. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up is a game we already knew a decent bit about, but let's talk about Sea of Thieves. What did you guys think of <sighs> what they had to show for Sea of Thieves this time around? So this was the low point of the show for me. And, and this yeah. is and it's crazy to say that. This was not – I did not expect this to be the low point. Um, I, man. They showed a lot of this game. It was an extended play uh, of the game. You basically were being narrated by what seemed to be the captain of a ship, and you and you know they jump into the water. They go retrieve some retrieve some treasure. Get attacked by shark. Get back out of the water. Land on an island to go find more treasure. Get back, and all of a sudden they're being attacked by another ship. It, it just it wasn't exciting. The gameplay didn't wow me. And the only thing I really thought was cool was the ship versus ship when they showed two ships in the water fighting each other and you saw cannonballs hitting your ship and then you saw people patching the holes. Like you could actually run down into your hall, go up to a hole that's leaking water now, mind you, and actually hit a, you saw the function button to actually repair the patch to try to keep your ship afloat. So then I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. And then you see him run downstairs and get ammo for his pistol. I'm kind of like, what's he going to do? Shoot his pistol from there? Runs back up, looks at the cannon, and, say, and it says, get in the cannon. And I'm like, wait, what? And he shoots himself into the onto the other ship and then starts fighting the, other, the people on the other ship. And I was like, okay, that part's pretty cool. Overall, though, it was a mess. I, this game, I think, would be more presentable in the third person. There's something about doing this all in the first person that seems uninteresting to me but the pacing for the gameplay they shoot off was super slow yeah and i was like oh like i was excited about this game and i was honestly having a hard time not falling asleep while that was being played yeah honestly when you said that i thought this game was in third person so did i <laughs> literally until today yeah from what we saw last year i was under the impression this was like a third person mmo and then they bring it out today and it's first person i was like Oh, I'm not excited to play this at all. Like I remember in the other press conference, that was third person. They they may have changed it. Yeah, I mean it yeah. was a year. A lot can change in a year, but it. Uh, I'll I'll be curious. Maybe I'll try and look up the last year's E3 footage. But what we saw this year, other than the cool the cool stuff going on, on the ship, everything else is pretty lame. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed like the team building aspect of it. Like you're on you you have your crew. And then, like, when you're doing something, like, carrying the treasure chest, you can't fight, like, the skeletons and stuff. So you have to rely on your teammates to kind of assist you to get the treasure back to the ship. And there's a lot of team building and, like, you and your crew have to, like, work together in order to survive, which was kind of cool. But then at the same time, I realized I play a lot of video games with Cable 2KX, and I can't even get him to, like, go into the circle <laughs> in PUBG. So I'm like, man, it's going to be like baby. So it's going to be like babysitting Cable 2KX. Uh did we not get a chicken dinner on my card? <laughs> I um, I do I do agree with Jazzy. I thought I thought the team the team concept seems cool. You, the the ability to drop drop a treasure, start fighting, and someone else pick it up, and, and you know you just cycle through. Like yeah, I could but see in, some in fun that raid in the Rise of Machine 
we all know how terrible we are at dropping things, having someone else pick it. Yeah, up we're not good at it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ruin our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Was, well, none of us should play. Those were time based, though. So maybe this one we'll get lucky. This one's not time based. We did that the best out of any other mechanic in the entire raid. What are you talking That's, about? Right, but we did everything bad. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's just that the was the best, did. though. It's the thing yeah. that we did the, the, the least bad. Well, we accidentally did okay at that because yeah. none of us knew what we were doing. Once, once Jazzy figured it out. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I like you know Rare has a has a strong history with with all of us, but I think this one right now it has me it has me worried. Next up was a game that uh, I don't think any of us saw coming: Super Lucky's Tale, which looked like a N sixty four era Rare style collectible. See three. Uh, Three platformer. Yeah, I thought they were really. I thought they were going to show off that this was a rare game. I thought it was going to be a conquer game. To be honest with you, like I thought, I thought the the intro. I thought the intro was a tease. You see this cute little fox doing stuff. I thought Conquer was going to come in and like punch him in the head and be like, "Oh, this is my game." I really thought that's what the setup was. But instead, we get a new platformer that looked all right. I mean, it's a fox. A fox is a is the primary character and. You're collecting coins. You're able to go underground and burrow and stuff. It it, it looked all right. Um, I'm all about platformers. It, it, we don't get enough of them. I don't think it, it, it's a it's a dying genre most of the time, unless it's unless the word Mario's on it or Rayman or something. You know, so to have this unknown character all of a sudden come out, I. Uh, it, it didn't look super good. Like the the almost the game the game flow the. The speed or something just looked off to me. It looked like too slow or something. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure, but something about it bothered me a little bit. But again, being a platform, I was like, okay, you know, I've been enjoying Snake Pass, for example, on my Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, man, there's just not a lot of these games, you know. And that's why Ukulele was so everyone was so excited for. It fell a little flat for some people, but for the people that really were like accepting of a Banjo Kazooie style game. They loved it, you know, and that and that's that's good to see that maybe we have another game uh, coming out. I think this game looks good because it looks like it's like GameZilla. It's for the children. <laughs> I actually thought it was Crash Bandicoot, like for a hot second. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be the greatest, the greatest theft in video game history yeah. if they stole Crash. Man, the fox was cute, but that was about it. Like nothing else Fair. about this game really interests me. Okay, Grim, put your hand up. Cuphead has a release date, Woo! and it's very soon. It is. It's another. Here's another uh, game that's coming out before the X, uh, which is September, right? September 29th. Yep. We're getting the official release of Cuphead on the Xbox platform and Windows 10. Yeah, we've been waiting for Cuphead for a long time, um, and so. If you're not familiar with Cuphead, think of like an old Popeye cartoon and turn it into a video game, and that's what you're playing. It it looks so cool because it it literally looks like that, that hand-drawn animation sloppiness that just is old-school cartoons. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this game. I hope it's not – I hope it's not – Short, because I because like we've waited so long for this. I want it. I want it to like last for me. And um, but it's, it looks beautiful. I'll be buying it on my PC. It might be my first uh, PC game that I buy that doesn't have the word tycoon in the name. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyone else have thoughts on Cuphead? No, it looks good. That's all I got. It's like, well, did it look like it got a, like a graphic updated to you? Like it looked better. Like than in the previous ones. Maybe I mean we got. To, I saw it's, there was more. You it's know, two like, years down the road. Yeah, you know? so maybe they did some adjustments for it. But uh, I mean, overall, it, it looked like what I you know what I wanted. I just 
I love the animation. I love the style. The the art style of this game is so cool. It better not Mighty Number no. Nine us. Did that's it be yeah, black right? and white? Wasn't it in black and white when it first was? Uh, part part of part of the trailer was black and white. This one had the beginning that was black and white, and then it shifted to color. color yeah. I don't think the whole game the whole game wasn't black and white though. Uh, early early the earlier okay. trailers. I don't think so. Because I remember this game being in black and white, and all of a sudden it was like vibrant colors. I was yeah. like, holy shit, this looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, they probably were playing on the X, so or think PC. about it. What we got? Yeah. What's next? What is up next? Crackdown 3! Crackdown 3. It has a date, too. And it has a date, and it had a great trailer. Thanks to Terry Crews. Terry Crews. I love Terry Crews, man. man. He seems like a fun guy. When you start when when you started talking about the back his back was to us, I'm like, is that? And then he turns around, I'm like, oh hell yeah. <laughs> so and sure enough, you know, they just they bring on his crazy antics, everything. He he did a great job with it. But then they cut to what you know, some footage. And thank God, because we haven't seen crackdown footage in a while. So the stuff that we have was early footage, didn't look that great. And so it turns and we see beautiful cell shaded comic style graphics and i'm like oh i could get into this and then the more we see i'm like yeah this is this looks really good it it reminds me of you know other very popular cell shaded games and things like i don't know like beautiful joe comes to mind when i think of this game as far as the, the art style or okami or things like that it just it works and they and to make a shooter like this work we haven't seen one since 13 maybe I'm, and i might be missing one in between there but 13 was a great cell cell shaded shooter so yeah so to be a third person just super jump smash pick up cars and and collect orbs to get stronger if you haven't played a crackdown game this looks like crackdown and that's what excites me it looks like the addicting power growing fun multiplayer game and that's uh that's exciting we got a, a release date of october uh, is it in november same day as the x. oh yeah that was yeah. yeah this one was the one that comes out same day november 7th as same day as the x you're right so i um yeah, I'm super pumped. Uh, Crackdown is a game that, like I said, it, it's one of those games that would bring me back to my Xbox console. And what better for it to be a launch title for the X? I've never played a Crackdown game, but like after seeing this and realizing that the orbs gain you more power and you become stronger and can do like even more the more orbs you collect, like that's going to push me to want to try this game just because I can't tell you how many games I've collected all of the drones are all of the cups and mm-hmm. Bay Nuke statues and all this stuff. Like I go around and I do all this, all of this collecting for the trophy or you know, um, why can't I think of progression? The, per, yeah, progression. Yeah. The player player progression. Uh, the big this thing, one you get powers. Yeah, the, the thing with Crackdown that they do they they've done a, a, such a good job with in previous games is you can't get orbs. You can't get all the orbs. Right, so like if you uh, have the see a skyscraper and it's the tallest building in the entire city, right? And we basically try to try to scale it, and you can't, right? You have to you have to earn your those powers so that you can so that you can make certain jumps or make certain advancements by going somewhere else and doing things first, and then coming back to that that tower. So. There would be times that God of Games, AJ and I playing Crackdown, we would we would spend entire sessions 
just going around building that up. We weren't even playing the story. We weren't playing side missions. We were just trying to improve our character so that we could level up our powers so that we could get to the top of that building and then jump off and ground pound and, and destroy a whole city block with, with our power. You know, like, so it's just fun. Like, what I remember of Crackdown was that game that you just put in your system, you played it. There was no competition. Like, it was just a fun, cooperative game that you just had a good time with. And there's... We play league and we play and we play the in PUBG and we play all these competitive games that we get stressed out, pissed off, full tilt, and we just go nuts, right? So having a game like Crackdown coming up where you can be like, you know what, fuck league, I just got demoted because I lost five games in a row. I'm gonna go play some Crackdown and just go blow shit up. It, it, it's it, yeah, I need this in my life. It's one reason why I liked Sunset Overdrive because it kind of gave me that Crackdown feel. But now that Crackdown is here. Fuck Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> it's still a great game, Chris. It's still a great game. I've been playing Crackdown 1, and that game was a lot of fun yeah. just to throw a fucking so, truck. So good. Just to pick it up and throw it as far yeah. as you could. Crackdown was, was so good. So, yeah, very exciting. All right, we're going we're gonna to hop forward a little bit in the show, skip over a few of the other announcements to get to a few of the bigger ones before we work on wrapping things up here. Um, they showed us some really nice footage of Shadow of War. War of Mortar, what's it called? Shadow, yeah. Shadow, Shadow of War. War. You got it. Yeah. Shadow of War. Yeah. Wait a second, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, um, the first game was Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. So Shadow of War uh, recently got delayed to October 10th, and um, it looks great. I mean, if a lot of people love the first game. You're going to love this game. It looks like basically they took everything from the first game and made it better. They took the, you know, the few issues that people complained about. looks like they improved. And overall, it just... It seemed cool. It was more of the same, but the army building and stuff looks like again. They just they took it to that next level where you can. It's just more. Yeah, it's not like a head. More anymore. options. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh hey, take out take out these bosses to make your path to beating the game easier. Now it's oh you can take these bosses, turn them into your alliance, and build your own army, and then take over territories, which is super yeah. cool. Yeah, the open world aspect of it looks—it's bigger than it's ever, you know, ever. And uh, visually, it looked very good. So, uh, hopefully, they can hit their October tenth um, date, and hopefully, it won't be we won't be having bug issues or anything like that. You know, so yeah. Didn't the first one suffer from like a it had huge some bug it had some issues in the yeah. beginning? They had to patch it, but yeah. So hopefully, they can they can keep this one a little bit cleaner. Okay, Grim, I want you to just set the stage. For what you were thinking and how you were feeling about this next game as they slowly built into the announcement. Walk yeah. us through this. So we get into this. Uh, Phil takes the stage again and talks about some special games that that really explain what Xbox is trying to achieve. And then he stepped, you know, fade to black and a, and a piano music starts. You're like, okay. And then it all of a sudden there's a live piano on the stage. And I make this, like... Wait, the piano was alive? Yeah. It was, well, I mean, it was a live performance. Oh, okay. Live performance. And so, like, I was just, I kind of was like, oh, that's, this is impressive. Like, this is impressive. Like, w what are they showing? And the music instantly, like, rung with me. I was like, why does this feel familiar? And then we go, we go to, you know. Why oh, are your pants getting tighter? Yeah, right. We go to the screen, and I'm like, look, I keep kind of, I kind of cut into Deadite. I'm like. I'm like, am I just crazy, or does this, or does this feel like Ori? And then we see the, we see the, we see just a of the feather, mm -hmm. right? And, and we start to see, we see the tree, 
the tree that was once alive and gave life to Ori. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, this is, but we've never, we haven't seen Ori yet, right? We've seen creatures. So I'm like, maybe. Creatures that look like they belong in the game. Kind of, but, but I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's High Moon Studios, but maybe it's like a different game. Like I haven't seen Ori yet. I haven't seen Ori yet. And there's little baby owls there. And I love owls, right? We all know, we all know I love owls. So I'm like, I was like, is this an owl game? Like I'm getting excited. And then we see this feather kind of like drop in. By the baby owl, and the baby owl looks just crushed, right? And that's when Ori steps in and just like, kind of like, holds the baby owl, like, trying to help it. And I'm like, oh my god! And, and mind you, the music is all beautiful, like always. the The visuals of of the world look to be enhanced beyond what we've known of Ori in the first place. So I'm even more blown away that they can improve on what the first Ori did. And we saw, you know, giant spiders with crazy, like, looks like glow-in-the-dark, like, slugs attached to it. The, the ki- like, this big-ass frog comes out of the water. He looks kind of like a, like a king frog type deal. And it just fades to Ori and the will of the wisps. And I'm like, oh, my. And this is a new, a new story begins. And that's it. We get no date. We get nothing else. But I'm like. I kid you not, I'm like, my eyes are watering at this point. I'm like, I'm like, just moved because I love, I love the first Ori so much. The story of Ori is so special because it was a developer that no one wanted. They, they were going to all these conventions. They, they, they had a, they had a, a publisher that dropped them and Microsoft kind of stepped in and saw Ori and they were like, you know what? Bring it to Xbox. We believe in you. And then Ori came out and it's, it's a, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Like Ori is up there because it is a Metroidvania style game. It is that it is that close to my heart just because of that. But it's one of the most beautiful games musically and graphically I've ever played. So to see it's getting a sequel that I I had no clue about at all, it caught me off guard. It got me slightly emotional. The piano play was amazing. The soundtrack sounds like it's going to be better than than the first one. And I just want I want to know more. I want to know more. I I want to. Oh. It's so good. I was so excited. So excited. And we, 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 we exchanged several high fives. Several. Multiple high fives <laughs> were given. Looks good. It was sad. Yes. Like, I, I haven't even played through. I've played a little bit of the first Ori, but I've never actually played through the whole game. And just seeing Ori come out and, like, put his arm around this little owl, and then, like, it pans, kind of, like, pans out, and you just see what looks almost like an owl graveyard of like somebody came through and just wiped this whole owl's family out and like Ori's now there to like comfort it and like hey hey dude I got your back like we're going to we're going to figure this out and and move on and you know maybe stop the people that did this like I, it brought me a tear to my eye and I don't even know the story of well, they're, Ori like they're playing they're playing <laughs> like that that mother you know losing your mother type or or whatever your your parentals and it just oh man and the first the first one's sad the oh, yeah. first one is brutal, so I mean, man, I, I'm so I'm I'm so excited. I'm glad that High Moon has found a home. I'm glad that they're they're they've been given this platform to to continue to build this IP that that is very special. And let's be honest, we're getting two Ori's in the time that we've gotten zero Metroid. So I got to be happy about something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the next thing, I can only assume that Phil Spencer has been getting all the. The emails, direct messages, tweets, 
Uh, handwritten letters. By handwritten, I mean like I cut things out of magazines and glue it all together so it looks like a ransom note. Serial killer stuff, yeah. Uh, the, I keep telling Phil that I want... I want Jaws Unleashed on the Xbox One. <laughs> and he is making that one step closer to a possibility. They announced that they will have be adding Xbox, original Xbox backwards compatibility to the Xbox One family. Man, we, we it's funny because the um, we knew that, that Jazzy was considering selling his Xbox, and Invalid wanted to play old Xbox games. I was like, yeah, I think you can. Like, in my mind, for some reason, I was like, yeah, you could play original Xbox games, but it was 360 games. Like, so I corrected myself. I said, um, no, don't, don't get that one. You can't do what you want. And I'm researching, and I'm, I'm like, wow, I really thought that was a thing. I go, and so then I started, since that moment, I've been like, I think it's going to happen. Like, like, the way they're doing it, I think it's going to happen. And sure enough, he takes the stage and he goes, we've listened to you. Here it is. And then it's the original blob conversion. Yeah. Blah, 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 Xbox, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to be able to play Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, Call of Cthulhu, all these all these Xbox games that are sitting on my shelf that, like, yeah, I can hook my Xbox up and play them. But, like, I, I'll be able to play them on my Xbox I One. I have Roller Coaster Tycoon on the original You're Xbox. You're going to be able to play it. Oh, Xbox is way better than PlayStation <laughs> because guess what PlayStation doesn't have? Tycoon. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Make the backwards compatibility happen, and I'll at least shell out 250 for the Xbox One. That's else. right. <laughs> Rick's over there hit me with the Dave Batista machine gun arms. He's hype about it. But yeah, I think uh, it's a great move. Like again, now you have one console that literally spans your entire video game history. That's that's great. No one else has done that. Yeah. So it's it's a big move for you. I I, I will definitely enjoy some original Xbox games on on the one if uh, when when this launches later this year, this year. So hey, again, no doing that too. The new service they have coming out. I'm sorry. Are you confirmed that they have anything coming out? Because I don't think they have anything. So I just thought that was. I thought that was coming. We won't know until Tuesday. But it, 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 but the thing is, is it won't be true backwards compatibility. I can't grab a DS cartridge and put it in the Switch. Right. This is I have true. To, yeah. Put the disc in. I have the game. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the advantage. Like, yes, does Nintendo have NES, SNES, things like that? Yeah, but I have to pay for it. Over and over and over again. So the cool thing here is that I have a I have a smaller Xbox library that I'll be able to play, and then games that maybe I don't have in my collection, but I remember from back in the day, I'll be able to buy. So that's cool, you know. Like, and the idea that they announced Crimson Skies as a functional game again, where you're going to have online play, like they're going to bring back the servers. Crimson Skies was such a good fight, like. Uh, uh, airplane fighter, man. It was so good. It was an arcade airplane fighter that was uh, played her hours at the end. I loved that game. So that, that's that's super exciting that that's coming back. Man, I remember ridden that game like four weeks in a row because <laughs> I couldn't beat it from yeah. Blockbuster. Man, yep. that game was so much fun. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about what I'm pretty sure we all agree is the best thing we saw at this show. Let's talk about Anthem. So yeah, Anthem. Um, Man. Let's let's just let's just uh, let's go ahead and cover what Anthem is. Yesterday, we had E3, EA's presentation at EA Play, and Bioware took the stage and basically showed the uh, this new IP that I had that that most people were like 
They knew that they were working on something, but but had no idea. And they basically gave a 30-second trailer that has showed no gameplay. It was just super interesting. And and they moved on and basically said, gameplay will be revealed tomorrow during the Microsoft event. Microsoft saved it to the end and showed it running true Frostbite engine on the Xbox X. And that is when, like, I was already excited. I already felt like this game was something... And man, did this gameplay trailer back it up. We are talking, again, another weird world destroyed. We're, we're living inside walls because of the outside is too dangerous. And now we're getting, we have this certain people that, are, that have mech suits, these special suits. That, and they have different suits depending on which, what role you want to play when you leave the city walls. And that's what we got to see today. We got to see a, a Colossus and a Ranger-style mech suit go into the game. And, and it was two players, and, and it was done up to, to feel like it was two real players playing multiplayer online or, or couch, however, right? They, they, <laughs> they're on like this ledge high up. And they're talking about their upgrades they made to their mechs and stuff. So, again, now we're starting to see, like, progression, right? Like, oh, we're going to be able to customize our mech suits, things like that. Super cool. And then they just <laughs> jump off, right? And this, like, the rocket burners hit on, and the bitch starts flying. Well, Iron Man style. <laughs> Iron yeah. Man style. Like, first thing yeah. I thought about was fucking, that's Iron Man. And I was like, well, I was like, oh, my God. That was the exact second that I was like, I am sold. If this is <laughs> an Xbox exclusive, <laughs> I may have to jump in. That was the first time the entire show I thought, like, oh, shit. I might need to buy this. Not to mention some of the small things that you can assume through the trailer, which is some sort of in-game voice chat system, because it, like, show their name pop up and them being able to talk back and forth to one of each other in-game. They all have in-game. Destiny has in-game. And then the... (laughs) Yeah, and then the... um, I don't see you using in-game chat. The the ability to pull other people into your group and have them spawn to where you're at instead of, like, having to go back to orbit to get them and then come back. And, you know, so it's just cool that it's like, hey, we need some help here. Let's get these two people and they just, like, phase in and then they're, okay, where do we need to go? And that was the other big thing. We saw four-player co-op. Also, it's third person. Third person. Third person's yep. perspective. And uh, it looked it looked cool. We got to see some enemies that they fought. We saw some enemies, some big enemies that they avoided. But and then we saw some. We saw from from you know hand weapon based shotgun to to some other to like a semi sniper maybe assault rifle style. And then we got to see some of the mech abilities where you know you get to have this kind of like. I'll take care of this one, and you see you're basically just lock onto twenty objects and just blow off 20 missiles and, and have them heat seek to the items right and it was like and then you saw this like gold box drop and this is where i got excited because this is like and, and she picks it up and then it starts basically like spinning right and she's like yeah come on be something good and that's when i was like oh dear god this is fantasy star oh dear god it's 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 not only are there drops but when they're, it's similar to Destiny or whatever, you're gonna see that you're gonna see that proper color, that purple, right, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're gonna run to it, and then it's gonna it's gonna have a roll aspect to it where you're gonna break into, yeah, I got the fucking gun I've been working for, like a Jade Rabbit, right? Jade like Rabbit. It, mm-hmm. it's that it's that it's gonna have that addictive grind to it where you're going to want to earn those things because there's going to be those items behind the wall. And I, 
I can't say enough. The game is beautiful. The game looks amazing. The world looks so cool. And if anything, it just reminded me a ton of like when Destiny first got announced. When I got my first view of Destiny, I was like, and it was Bungie's new project, and I was like, oh my god, fuck Halo, what the hell? And, and unfortunately, like, I'm not saying I'm not going to play Destiny 2, but that, but that's what this did for me. I was kind of like, Halo, get out of the way, you're blocking the TV. Or like, Destiny, get out of the way, you're blocking the TV, man. Like, there's something really cool on, and it's cooler than you now, okay? Just go over here. And I feel bad saying that because I love Destiny, but man, this looks so good. We still need to see a lot more. We do know it's not until it's a 2018 game, which could turn into you know who knows it could turn into a 2019 yep. game. But overall, from what we've seen so far, it looks really really cool. So by looking really really cool, it could come out with no story, a ton of plot holes, weak missions. It so could. It could be Destiny. Yeah, if Bungie made it, then that's what would happen. <laughs> Thank God they're not making it. BioWare's good with stories, aren't they? Yeah, they're great with stories. Um, let me explain to you a fun fact about the comp the, the not just BioWare, but BioWare Edmonton made seven thousand pages of script just for dialogue for Knights of the Old Republic, which was an Xbox original game. That was just the dialogue. So that way, when you try different things in the game, because the concept of Knights of Old Republic was you could do anything. You could mind, Jedi mind trick someone to walk off a cliff after they hand their wallet to you and kill themselves. Like, so they wrote it all. So that way, no matter what you did, you could get that many, almost what seemed to be an endless amount of results. And that was an Xbox original game. So imagine what they could do with this. And the other thing I want to just reference here is that we're talking Bio, BioWare um, Edmonton, okay? We're not talking, like, yes, BioWare as a whole, when you look at certain games, have had some buggy issues like Mass Effect and things like that, right? But, like, but BioWare Edmonton is, like, it's like the king of BioWare. It's, 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 it's special. And to have them, have them being the developer here is, is another reason why I am so excited about this game. Yeah, at the end of the day, just take your time, make it right, and please, then you please. know it's it's gonna have that pull, just like you said, Destiny did when Destiny first came out. It was like everything else move out of the way. Yeah. I want to play Destiny, and we went really hard on Destiny when it first came out. Yeah. And now with Destiny two coming out, I feel like you know maybe that initial like all oh, this is something new is kind of faded, and then we're hoping that they're gonna give us something that's gonna kind of reel us back in. Whereas this is perfect time to drop something where it's like, ooh, there's something that's shinier. Let's go look yeah. at this. And so. let's be honest, though, they're, they're, they're using this game the same way they used Bungie and Destiny. The same way they used Horizon Zero Dawn with Sony. They took it. They put it in a in the prime spot. They said we're gonna. This is the sl this is the knockout punch. This is the piece that we're gonna use for the next six shows or a year and a half or whatever till we give you a release date. It is going to be the baby that we cradle and we show you, just like we did with these other games. Right. And and I think unlike other games where they did with like you know they tried to do it with Scalebound. They tried to do it with with um. You know, the order they tried, like you can go all over the place and find these big AAA games that they tried, and, and it didn't feel right from the get go. This game, it, fe it felt like, okay, yeah, this is that next big thing. 
Like you can feel like this is EA's, this is Bioware's, this is their next big thing. This is their Fallout. This is their, you know, their Horizon Zero Dawn. This is their Destiny. And EA doesn't have something like that. EA finally has a game that makes me want to play it. Yep. So this is good for, for everybody. And they have Battlefront to get us between now and then. Yep, exactly. Battlefront looks really good. I was shocked at how good that game looks. Yep. Cool. So that's that's our cap. I mean, yes, there were some games in between there that looked cool, they, and they, they did do like a rapid fire of like thirty games at near the end. So we, we didn't write all those down, but um, we did see like um, Pillars of Exile, you know, which is a, which is like a Diablo clone that's coming to Xbox. Uh, so we we saw some of those fun games. Uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting. Yep, Dragon Ball Z fighting. Life saw, is Strange prequel. Yep. Uh, Life, which we, which we knew was was coming, but we got to finally see see some video or some uh, trailer on it. Um, oh, Conan Exiles, which is a horrible game for PC right now. So. <laughs> yep, yep. So a lot of cool stuff there, and and uh, overall, it was a great show. I'm I'm very very happy with it. I think Sony has a lot. Sony's tomorrow, and they have a lot to uh, to live up to. They, they they Xbox came out and did a great job. So Sony needs to come out ready. If they don't have Spider-Man stuff, I'm going to fly to California and fist fight someone. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> right next to you. Yeah, but we, um, so we're excited. This is, so we're, we are the GameZilla podcast. We, we normally air every Monday uh, on Twitch and our shows air, uh, launch every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. We're doing our E3 coverage right now. So we have our Xbox show right now. That's going to be in this. We'll be hitting iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. But we will also be recording tomorrow for Sony. And we also will be recording uh, Tuesday for Nintendo. So we're going to cover the big three. We're going to have three shows. And then Thursday, our Alpha show, our Gamesla Alpha show, will kind of be, the I think, a recap of maybe some of the stuff we couldn't talk about. So like if Ubisoft comes out with some good stuff and, or we want to talk more about EA, you know, the, the things. Bethesda. That, Bethesda. You know, yeah, yeah, not the big, yeah, not the big three council guys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Bethesda being a big one, too. So, um. So yeah, that that's kind of the the layout that you can expect over the next couple of days, and you can always hit the Discord. So go to MotorCityGaming.com, click on Join the Discord. It's free, and we're talking video games in there every day. E3 is booming right now, so if you want to go in there, there's there's the Nintendo channel, the Xbox channel, the PlayStation channel, and it's just full of trailers, people's opinions, debates going on. It's a good time, and it's free, so why not come hang out? And then, of course, you can watch all these trailers and everything right from our social media, Motor City Gaming, on Facebook. Yep. Patreon.com. Gamezilla Podcast. Help support us so that we can continue bringing you great content like this. You know, it takes a lot of time and effort out of our lives <laughs> to, you know, get together at the studio and make sure that we're putting together the best information and stuff that we can for you. So show your support to us at Patreon.com. Gamezilla Podcast. All right, let's go. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I have to give a big thank you and shout out to uh, the sponsor of the GameZilla podcast, the Detroit Beard Collective. It is the greatest place in the known universe to purchase products to take care of your facial hair. It's DetroitBeardCollective.com and use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. Yeah, uh, I want to go around the room just to close this off. I want to say... What was your favorite thing to come out of tonight's presentation? Um, Anthem's up there, but I'm going to give it to Ori. Ori Ori is a very special game to me, and to know that I'm getting another Ori is is great. So Ori, 
The Will of the Wisps is uh, is my my go to winner for the Xbox presentation. Did I? I'm gonna go Cuphead release date. We thought this was getting pushed out till next year, so just the fact that I know how soon it's coming out, and I believe I'm gonna be able to play it on PC. I'm uh, I'm actually that that immediately affects me, so I'm excited about it. Yep, Jazzy, man, it's got to be Anthem. <laughs> it's just so cool. I do think that very close. They did a, an excellent job of presenting the Xbox X. Yep, they yeah. didn't overdo it and like give you a whole. I mean, you could even hear in the crowd like. He was reading off some of the specs, and one guy's like, yeah, woo! And we're like, yeah, because that's the only guy that understands what he's talking about. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, they did a good job with that. That's true. Uh, Ricky, what do you got? Uh, I hate to say it because it's going to kill my game, but Anthem is really, <laughs> really sweet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm really mad because as soon as it comes out, I'm going to have to be like, oh, man, here's $500 for Xbox. Yeah, it, it might not be an exclusive. They didn't say yeah, about exclusivity. But it, but That's the other thing I was going to actually ask right now. Is it? Is it we we don't we know don't yet. Know. Yeah, okay. I, I'm assuming not. I'm assuming not. Also, Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Looked beautiful. Dragon Ball Z Looked game. beautiful. All right, Cable, what do you got? I was going to choose Anthem as well, but since PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is coming to consoles, that's going to be my pick. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a mean, big that's one. Huge. That's, that's a huge. big one. Absolutely. W- would you... I know you don't have an Xbox, but let's just say... Let's say you had an Xbox. I have one. My sister has it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're letting, yeah. Well, right now you don't have quick access to it. Right. Okay, let's say. But let's say you had one in your, in your house. It came out tomorrow. You can Yes, you were enjoying playing it on the PC. Would you go play it on the Xbox? Just to see how well I would do. Yeah, I'll play it on the Xbox. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was a good show. Again, I give it an A-. I, uh, I was very happy. Microsoft came out swinging, and I think they've set themselves up for, for a good yeah. 2017. Bar none. Way better than I'd say the past three years of their presentation at E3. Uh, absolutely, I thought last year was a good year for them. They did they did a lot right to yeah. correct the wrong, but this was the first year I was like, "Wow, they're throwing some heavy punches here." Well, not only that, but the presentation of it, the the stage presence, the you know everything kind of like into one. Like last year, I had a great <laughs> a great viewpoint on the content that they gave us with the backwards compatibility and all the stuff that they were doing. I just hate the way they presented a lot yeah. of it. So yeah, and that's a hard thing. I mean, like, let's they nailed it this year, but it's a hard thing when you build a whole show and guess what? It just doesn't resonate well. It, it there's nothing you can do. You gotta keep. Right. You yep. just gotta go with the flow. Like your show's not gonna be the most popular show, and you know, yeah, the last year's was rough, but this year they did a great job, and it and just they just nothing was wrong. There was a you know a few little hiccups reading teleprompters and maybe a couple questionable present presenters, but overall it was smooth as butter, and that's that's all you can hope for when you're doing something live like that. They were all better than Suda Fifty One. Fact, and that's sad. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for tuning in to the Xbox E3 2017 presser. We will see you tomorrow for the Sony E3, uh, and um, until then, game, game on. on.